Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, on this week three, wouldn't be a show without my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, bro? What is going on, people? What's good? Uh, got this Monday night game tonight. Uh, just in general, yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a decent week, you know. Uh, think out of my seven teams, I should be... It's either going to be three and four or four and three, but the ones that we needed some wins in, we got it in. So that, that's what I'm boring. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's a tough week. Uh, it's it's I mean, week three was a tough week for me overall. Just like looking across my portfolio, uh, just a lot of L's in there. It's like, you know, I, I got the one team I'm really happy about right now is my three and oh. Yes, sir. Extraordinary people are three and oh, three and oh. So. I haven't traded my roster away yet, which is <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure is a contributor as to why my my record is the way it is. But a lot of my leagues, honestly, man, you know, I've got an I've got an I got a couple of three teams like our dynasty team. Like I'm and three. I have no idea like what to do about it. Uh, sure. I like, mean, people you might be hitting you up for some uh, some quarterback trades. Just letting you know on the word on the street. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I mean, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I'm open right for sheet. business here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, but the rest of my team is like one and two, two and one. So it's 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 not over, right? That's nah, and that's nah. the point I'm trying to make, right? Yeah. Oh, whether you're zero and three, three and zero, oh, one and two, two and one, like this thing's not over. We we've got a long season ahead of us. We have an extra week this extra year week than too. we did yeah. last year. So the comeback is. Uh, is definitely possible if you are in a 0 and 3 hole. Um but it's week 3. We got to recap it the week that was and we always do it here with our studs and jags. And for those that don't know, a jag, we're not referring to the Jacksonville Jaguars, we're referring to guys that were just a guy, anybody you could have picked up off waivers to start over these dudes. So we'll uh jump into the studs and jags. Starting with the quarterback position, like we always do, Greg. And the number one guy on the week. Yes. You said welcome to fantasy Josh Allen in a group chat that we have. <laughs> uh, and it was true, man. Josh Allen, he realized, hey, look, fantasy is starting. I've got to, <laughs> you know, I've got to jump out there. My managers need me. So let me put on a clinic. And you know what? He that he did 32 of 43, 74% completion percentage, 358 mm. yards, four touchdowns, got you nine rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Five total touchdowns this man accounted for. That's the Josh Allen that we know. Greg, what were your thoughts on this performance, man? Yeah, absolutely wonderful from him, from Josh Allen. Had 100 yards in that first quarter. Like this man was balling out from the start. Uh, it was going to be one of those days you felt it was seeing got it to anybody he needed to. It, it was a, a classic, you know, 2020 Josh Allen Graham. So uh, that's the MVP level we were expecting from week one. Definitely, man. Going into this game, I said it, man. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, like those two guys were were in a prime matchup. Stefan Diggs, not so much. But Josh Allen, we saw, you know, the production. I mean, 74 percent completion percentage, 358 yards four touchdowns, no picks like this. Mm. 
this was a game from Josh Allen, and this was the MVP caliber Josh Allen that we were watching in 2020. So this was good to see. And another guy that decided to join the party, Ooh. man. Yes, Our sir. guy here, Justin Herbert, 26 Herb. 38, 281 yards, four touchdowns, uh, also added 16 yards rushing, good for 30.84 fancy points. Failed to mention Josh Allen had 37.2, but Josh, Justin Herbert here, 30.84. Greg, what were our thoughts on the Herb, man? Going back to where it started, I wanted, yep, to, call, I wanted to call the – the, the upset here on the show. I just couldn't bring myself to do it now. I'll never doubt the Herb again. <laughs> he he pulls off the upset, and we have the last place Kansas City Chiefs, man. So what are your thoughts Ooh. here with Justin Herbert, man? Yeah, definitely, you know, and then one of the biggest game in his young career, uh, beating the Chiefs on the road. Like, that's huge. That's big time. The way he played, uh, <clears throat> helping getting Mike Williams involved a lot, just, you know, seeing him as a top 20 receiver now. It's just awesome. And, yeah, the Herb was rolling. He was rolling. Uh, Mike Williams would well, have an exception to that because he's the number two receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right but, now. like, every week now, this man <laughs> is, you know, a top 20 play. Like, you know, you can't – you can't. there's no off weeks for Mike Williams. I expect this for every week now from him. Yeah, no, it's something that we have – I mean, we we didn't talk about receivers, but it's something that we had talked about or I had definitely talked about here in the offseason with Mike Williams being that there's no Hunter Henry. Uh, this offense is going to have more targets, I think, because there will be a team that throws the ball more neutral game script. And we see that here with Justin Herbert, 38 pass attempts here in week three. Um, and, you know, we talked about it. Those touchdowns were going to come. Justin Herbert couldn't keep throwing this ball. And we we know Justin Herbert is a special talent. He couldn't keep throwing this ball, and the touchdowns weren't going to follow from right. it. So J- Justin Herbert, it was great to see him bounce back in week two. Another guy, man, no bounce back for him. This is kind of just the, what he does on a week-to-week basis now, man. Matthew Stafford, the QB3 on the week. 27 of 38, 343 yards, four touchdowns, uh, also added 29, or that was good for 29.52 fantasy points in week three. What were our thoughts here with Matthew Stafford, man? Beautiful game from him as well. The the marriage between him, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay, this is a match made in heaven right now. Uh, just finding everyone he can find as well. Like It's, it's pretty easy for this Rams offense uh, against a pretty tough I guess rush defense. So they 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 knew what to do. They didn't they attacked that secondary a lot. Uh, the Bucks have a lot of holes there, and the Rams definitely exposed it. Yeah, we definitely talked about that leading up to the sh- leading up to the game, right? That this was mm-hmm. going to be a game where the Rams were going to throw the ball. That's what they have done in the past with even Jared Goff, and now you have a quarterback upgrade with Matthew Stafford here in an offense. I mean, this thing is like looks <laughs> it looks so yeah. much better with Matthew Stafford at the helm than it ever did with Jared Goff. Um, yeah, Matthew Stafford's been on fire, and, and it's it's crazy, man. He's probably going to start earning some of that respect now for being one of the better quarterbacks in the league. But, you know, rounding out this top 12 here, uh, the QB4 on the week, Tom Brady, uh, the QB5, a quarterback stream of the week, and Sam Darnold, the QB6, Kirk Cousins, QB7, Patrick Mahomes, the QB8, Ryan Tannehill. Welcome to the party, my guy. <laughs> The QB9, Taylor Heineke. This is what he does. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, uh, then the QB10, Derek Carr. The QB11, Jacoby Brissett. And the QB12 here, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I will throw out Daniel Jones is like a slight, slight honorable mention. He was like the QB14 or 15 on the week, I think. Um, didn't really get it done 
Was it the final score 10-7? Uh, 2017, the Atlanta game? Atlanta Giants oh, game? Oh, there was that many? Yeah, points? yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I was thinking about when I was watching our red zone at halftime or something. But <laughs> either way, uh, for Daniel Jones to put that up, not, I don't think he had a touchdown in this game, Daniel Jones. Nah, so. nah. But it's cool. Saquon's back. Yes. Yes. Which we will Saquon's get back. Yes, sir. Any other quarterbacks that you want to shout out for a positive performance or anybody in this top 12 here that really sticks out to you for having a good performance or even consecutive good performances? Uh, Jacoby Brissett falling into that top 12 was uh, pretty good. Um, yeah, and Taylor Haneke, like you mentioned, he's he's definitely here to stay. I think matchups that are not good for him, not favorable, are favorable. He's he's going to give you a safe floor, I think, and uh, can be, I think, just a streamable quarterback in general. Like, uh, you wouldn't be uh, wrong taking that and also into quarterback leagues. He's, I think, a starter. No, definitely in two quarterback leagues, he's got to be in your he's got to be in your lineups for sure or on your team. Um, you know, gets a matchup against Atlanta next week, which is really oh, yeah. good match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, also had a rushing touchdown in this one too. And, you know, had eight rush attempts, um, you know, twenty one yards, but shows that he's able to get out there and boogie a little bit. And then the one that sticks out to me, man, Kirk Cousins. He's just he's been playing some really good football, man. He. Dude completed 30 of 38 passes, 323 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, has no has not thrown an interception in a game yet. Uh, granted, Minnesota's one and two, but they've played really hard. And uh, Kirk Cousins is playing some really good football right he now, has. man. He has, yep, definitely. Um, him and Derek Carr, who's also playing some some good football here. And uh, again, 43 pass attempts. That's kind of the the story here with 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 Derek Carr. But let's get to the Jags, man. The just the guys. And it's gonna start with one person for me, man. Justin Fields, my quarterback start of the week. Uh did like this was if this was if I ever had a quarter a start of the week that faith planted, it was probably this one. This one was bad. Um yeah, yeah. just not a not a good not a good sighting from uh the from the fifth was it the tenth, the tenth overall pick? The eleventh. Oh, I mean, oh, this is a bad week for all the rookie quarterbacks this week. No, all the rookie quarterbacks looked bad. Uh, I'm not, and I'm nowhere near panicking on Justin Fields. Uh, this was just not a good outing. I think he only had six completions in this one on 20 attempts. Uh, he was sacked eight times in this game. It was just not, overall not a good performance here from the rookie quarterback in Justin Fields and just not a really good start of the week by me. So, uh, you know, take that one on the chin. It is what it is. We know we live and we learn, uh, only had three rush attempts. Again, Matt, I, Matt Nagy, man, just messing yeah, stuff up. Yeah. He really <sighs> just messed just up really the whole all the time, man. Just help your quarterback. Um, now. <laughs> but some other guys, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, big Ben, uh, some, some guys that probably you were looking to, well, I guess nobody was going to play Carson Wentz this week, so I don't even know why he was on here. I yeah, guess. Nah, I mean, yeah. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Trevor Lawrence huh? is like got a high roster ship, and he's just been not very good. So yeah. No. <laughs> um, Teddy Bridgewater had a had a matchup against the Jets, um, which they ended up winning 26-20, but he did not have much yeah. to do about it in terms of the fantasy production. Uh, and then Big Ben just. The constant theme where he just looks washed and yeah know, very washed very washed he threw like they threw um, about 55 times and he couldn't even get 
I don't know. It was just a bad 300 yards. <sighs> well, that led to this guy, Najee Harris, being the number one running back on the week. 14 attempts, 40 yards, no rushing Ooh. touchdowns. And then you wonder, like, John, how does somebody do that and end up as the number one running back on the week in fantasy? Well, you get targeted 19 times as a running back, and you catch 14 of those for 102 yards, no touchdown, and that'll that's like Christian McCaffrey-esque, right? I mean, I don't think Christian McCaffrey's ever saw a 19-target game. So, no. 28.2 fantasy points. Greg, what are your thoughts here on a performance by Najee Harris? I mean, yeah, you love to see that. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, his ability to not really – get down the field too much does help Najee the fact that they don't really have one completely healthy receiver right now also does help also Najee because Claypool was banged up throughout that game but he he fought through no Deontay Juju also was hurt so um this is uh great for Najee you know two straight um weeks where he's you know showed up I think RB1 season is definitely here and here to stay uh especially with the usage he's going he's getting all the opportunity in his offense it was always high so that's good uh Najee Harris yeah Continue to get in those PPR points. 19 targets, bro. Yeah, 19 targets. Like he, the Ben checked it down to him on like four for nine. It was crazy. Like he's gonna just fall into points. That game was not on red zone much. Um. So yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to really check it out. But 19, <laughs> 19 targets, man. Crazy. Absolute crazy. Um, the RB two on the week, man. Kareem Hunt. 10 of 81, one touchdown, seven targets for six catches, 74 yards, good for 27 and a half PPR points, all of which hurt me because uh, I was going, I was up, I was in, you know, one of my leagues, I got Nick Chubb, dude I'm playing has Kareem Hunt, <laughs> and it's not like Nick Chubb had a bad game or didn't get the rock or nothing, just Kareem Hunt got the targets and the touchdowns, but Greg, your thoughts here? On Kareem Hunt. Yeah, this is going to, you know, happen. Kareem Hunt has RB1 upside as well. We, we talk about that. You know, I think Nick Chubb more often than not will end up at that RB1 week. But, yeah, Kareem Hunt is just as good. This is a guy that was, you know, should be still in the Chiefs, man, killing every year, I think. So, uh, yeah, it is good to see him in this um, for the people that, that got him at that value uh, and continue for Cleveland just to just run the ball. We know the identity of Cleveland. They're sticking to it. Absolutely, man. Um, and then the RB3 on the week, James Robinson. 15 carries, 88 rushing yards, a touchdown. Also added six targets for six receptions and 46 yards. Did have a fumble. Did not lose it, though. But 25.4 PPR points in a game against Arizona. What were your thoughts here from the performance of James Robinson? Definitely awesome to see him back in this RB1 spot. Uh, especially on a bad team, you would think that he'd be, he'd be get more receiving work at the, as his floor. Uh, it just wasn't happening in the first couple of weeks, but with ETN out. So it's good to see him back in here. I, I would hope that he can continue to give us this low in RB1 value because the Jaguars should be always down and they should be, he should always be getting at least a uh, reception floor. Yeah, man, James Robinson, to see that work finally flip over between him and Carlos Hyde has been has been good to see. So, you know, definitely happy about that because uh, James Robinson had a phenomenal year as a rookie, uh, played really well, and he showed to be a good player. So why not continue to give him a rock? Yep. No idea. 
But rounding out this top 12 here at the running back position, DeAndre yes, Swift, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Peyton Barber, the RB5, Alexander Madison, the RB6, <laughs> RB7, your start of the week, Greg, Austin Eckler, the RB8, my start of the week, and Saquon Barkley, the RB9, Alvin Kamara, the RB10, Giovanni Bernard, 11, Derrick Henry, and 12, Naheem Hines. Any of those guys' performances from the, from that top 12 really stick out to you, Greg? Anytime you see DeAndre Swift in that top five, come on, give me all of that. This guy was going just, you know, late RB2 value of getting him, and now he is going to be, yeah, RB1 season every week. I love it. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's crazy. You know, I think you and I were probably – I know a lot of people – that Swift is somebody that he split the fantasy community – it's almost like Joe Mixon, but not as much. Um, you know, people didn't think that he would be that good. Other people thought he would be great. You and I, we thought he would be phenomenal. We had him as an RB1 for sure. Um, I know that before the injuries and all that stuff had hit, I had him as high as six, you know, back in March. And so um, I was getting him at a value of RB15 was phenomenal. I mean, even as we got closer to the year, he would fall in even more in drafts because people people were afraid of him. So definitely good to see. Also good to see Alexander Madison step up. Uh, 26 carries, 112 yards there for the uh, Minnesota Vikings here in a good matchup against Seattle. So if you have Dalvin Cook, as Greg has been saying for years, you should have Alexander Madison. Get that safety net, yes, sir. So you have to do that. <laughs> um, and it's good. It was good to see the return of Saquon Barkley, man. I mean, 16 carries, six targets, uh, that's 20 or seven targets rather. That's 23 total opportunities there. Uh, only you know, you know, 90, 94 yards from scrimmage there, but did score that touchdown. But the thing about the touchdown, man, we saw that leap, you know, that, yeah. that Saquon. That's something. Oh, I'm, I'm on the right line. There. I got to yeah. get in there. Yep. Fearless attitude. Yeah, you love so. it. Yeah. Gotta love that there, man. Um, what about any honorable mentions, man? Any anybody that stuck out to you here um from a from a production standpoint as in the PPR leagues, Greg? Uh definitely like Clyde's performance. Um a little bounce back, giving you a strong about RB. time. Yeah, about time. <laughs> yeah, definitely about time for him. Uh love to see it there. Um ran very well um with his yards per carry, very efficient. Um so you, you got he has to be efficient in his offense because he's not gonna get um many opportunities sometimes. Um so I'm happy about that for sure. Javante Williams also finishing another top twenty five week. Word. Um Yeah, let's I mean, before we move on to the wide receiver position. Uh, let's, I guess some Jags, I'm just going to throw them out there. Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, Leonard Fournette, Michael Carter, Devin Singletary, um, just some guys that were just the guys there. So, and the wide receiver won on the week, Mike Williams, nine targets, seven catches, 122 receiving yards to go along with two touchdowns. 33.2 33.2 PPR points on the week. Greg, what are your thoughts, man, of, of Big Mike Dub, man? Just love the usage for him, especially in the red zone. This man is a monster. Basically, if he gets single coverage in the red zone, it's over. Like, he's going to score if you give him a jump ball or a good ball, which Herbert will give you 90% of the time, 99% of the time. So, 
yeah, you love to see his usage in the value. Um, if you're playing ADP game right now, uh, like I would want Mike Williams over Keenan Allen for sure. So this is this is really good for his, for him. Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely crazy. And Mike Williams uh, is the number two wide receiver in fantasy as we st- as we sit here in week three. Mike Williams is also the leader in red zone fantasy points. That's mm, that's sustainable right there. That's <laughs> success right there. The league mm. leader in red zone fantasy points. Uh, he's he's got eight targets inside the red zone, which is second mm. in the league to Brandon Ayuk, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen. <laughs> so, Dag. Uh, oh wow. Okay. That's yeah, which means we might be getting some potentially some positive regression there for Mr. Keenan Allen. I mean, True. actually, if we look at targets inside the five yard line. Mike Williams beats <laughs> the NFL in fantasy points inside the five yard line. Two targets, two receptions. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to see at what point does Keenan Allen. Yep. Yeah, so inside the, in basically when they get inside the ten, inside the five, it's 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 Mike Williams. Um, yeah. Wow. Interesting. But well, when uh, yeah, I, Mike Williams to me, I think this was. It was tough, man, because there's so many things going against Mike Williams, right? It's like the history, um, right. which, you know, we have said on this show before, like, Mike Williams is a good football player. He's put up a 10-touchdown season. He's put up a 1,000-yard season. He just wasn't able to put them together in the same season. Right. Um, he's also dealt with injuries, which a lot of times is because he falls so dang hard trying does, to go up man. and catch the ball. Oh. So, which Keenan Allen did a lot on Sunday, by the way. Um, I was like, yo, did Keenan Allen and Mike Williams just like switch bodies or something? <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. But um, no, Mike Williams has been balling. I think that if you had seen the progression of Justin Herbert coming, that this this move to Mike Williams was easy f- for you to make as well. Unfortunately, in one of my leagues, in a super flex league I'm in, right? Greg, kick this, right? Going up against this manager. I'm like, oh, D-Hop is down. Okay, cool. And then I get the alert like 1130. Oh, a trade was made in your league. It was a trade. My my opponent in the mm. morning traded mm. Baker Mayfield for Mike Williams in a Superflex league. Straight up. Oh. Straight up. Oh, what a win. What a win for him. Oh, my gosh. That, he, that I mean, guy, probably, the guy must needed a quarterback. The dude definitely needed a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, think he yeah. had just – he had Tua and, like, I don't even know who the other one right, is. Right. Yeah, so – he definitely needed a quarterback. And I, I asked him, because it's one of my boys. I'm like, oh, did you offer that trade? Like, what happened? He's like, no, nah, I opened the app and it was there. So I accepted. I was like, yeah, I accepted that every day. Baker, not even like, oh, dang, yo. He could have yeah, put so a player was, in there. I was upset about that. I was pretty yeah. upset about that. He could have started um, Mike Williams in the Superflex over Baker. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like. Why well, yeah. even get a second quarterback at that point? Um, let's move on to the wide receiver, too. Uh, Devontae Adams, man, 18 targets, 12 catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown. Like, no one makes looking one-yard touchdowns, scoring one-yard touchdowns easier than Devontae Adams. Like, yeah. no receiver in the world yeah. can score a touchdown from the one-yard line and make it as easy as it is for Devontae Adams. Like, it's impossible. This dude, by last night... I was telling you this morning, Greg, and I posted this on Twitter. He was, by halftime, the wide receiver 12 
for week three, Devontae Adams was. He had 70 catch, seven catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. He was the wide receiver 12 by halftime. And week three, or his week three was just halfway through. So uh, it could just you could just kind of see the kind of day he was the, the day he was on pace for 31.2 PPR points. Uh, what were your thoughts here from the, the performance from Devontae Adams? This man, as he said himself, is different. Uh, yeah, I, anytime Devontae's in the top three, I'm usually speechless because there's nothing more to be said. He got his knock his win knocked out of him easily. Like this man should have been out the game. Comes back a couple plays later and kills in that last drive too. Uh, really, you know, him and Aaron Rodgers. That was him in that last drive, the 32 seconds. So yeah, Devontae is just he's the best man. No, definitely. Um, Devontae Adams is special, man. He's really yeah. something to watch. So uh, definitely excited about about his performance and excited to watch him play football, man. He's such a tactician, man. It's it's yeah. really yeah, he really shows really perfection. Awesome. Um, this next guy, man, it's like no surprise at this point. Cooper oh, Cup. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wide receiver three on the week, twelve catches or twelve targets, nine catches, seventy. Uh, well, 96 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 30.6 PPR points here. Greg, what are your thoughts on the performance here by Cooper Cup? Yeah, give me Cooper Cup every week. I like want him in my DFS lineups. I want him in everything. Like this man is going to be a solid option. His value is still really low in in like you know cash lineups and stuff like that. So yeah, I love Cooper Cup. I love what he's you know going to to be this year. Uh, definitely a top five wide receiver finish, I think. Crazy, man. We have this debate almost every year, and I'm on the Cooper Cup side yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'm here. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and I know. now Greg is with me. Yeah, I'm, with, yeah, I'm here, y'all. The Let's target, go. That target share is ridiculous. Like, every week, over 30%. Like, I'm pretty sure it was close to that number again this week. Um, Yeah, insane. No, the target share is ridiculous. The, the touchdown number is ridiculous. But there's also one – I mean, I said this before. I said it last week leading up to the Rams game. I would buy Robert Woods right now. Like I really would. He's he's seeing a he's seeing a 25-26% target share. He's you know, Robert Woods manager is probably irked. They're probably upset seeing all Cooper Cup get all this work. But at one point, like, yes, Cooper Cup is gonna continue to dominate, but at one point yeah. like Robert Woods can't exist in an offense where a quarterback is playing so well and he's going to see nothing from that. Right. Right. Like, especially if the targets are there. So uh, definitely, definitely look into that. Um, rounding out this top 12 here, the wide receiver four on the week, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver five, Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver six, my start of the week in DK Metcalf, the wide receiver seven, Jamar Chase, wide receiver eight, Kendrick Bourne, the wide receiver nine, Deshaun Jackson, the wide receiver 10, Cole Beasley, wide receiver 11, Brandon Cooks. And at 12, we had DJ Moore. Any of these top 12 stick out to you, Greg? Um, Jamar Chase, again, especially on the low passing volume of Joe Barrow. That just shows his boom, uh, which is absolutely great, especially for a uh, rookie wide receiver. Um, definitely, I think the, the wide receiver to have right now in this Bengals offense. Uh, and, yeah, Cole Beasley's just, oh, man, he's just so consistent, just solid PPR machine. Um, just one of the most undervalued wide receivers in fantasy. Yeah, Cole Beasley, I mean, with, with Buffalo not having a run game, I mean, they, they do run the ball a little bit now. Um, you know, they have been trying to establish the run a little bit, but Cole Beasley is the run game at Buffalo, if you haven't yeah. noticed. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jamar Chase, like you're saying, he's been an absolute stud. People 
were down him after the the, the slow preseason, which you mm-hmm. know I'm not gonna lie, I was part, I was I, not that I doubted Jamar Chase. You know I'm a huge fan of Jamar Chase. I think he could play, but I was fading him in redraft based on what we had seen in the preseason, thinking like, yo, you got to get T Higgins. That's the guy you want, which that's still true. But yeah. Jamar Chase has been an absolute dog. He's been a monster through three games. He's the f- only player in NFL history in a Super Bowl era to have three, three 30 yard touchdowns uh, to start his career. Uh, ooh, so ooh. yeah. And also I think, uh, he's the only player in Super Bowl era with a 30-yard receiving touchdown in his first three career games. So yeah, he's been he's been killing. I think there's another stat out there. He's got the most touchdowns through three games since Randy Moss. It's just all on go routes too. They're just all just go routes. No none flashy, just straight go routes. Love it. Yeah, uh, which is which is awesome to see. And you know, we kind of I think I had said this leading up to the game with with Jamar Chase out, or with, with T Higgins potentially out. Jamar Chase probably soaks up some of those targets. But like we were saying earlier today, Greg, it's it's going to be tough for three receivers to coexist. Yeah. And there was a time where we believed all three of these receivers could be thousand yard receivers, but it's going to be hard for that to happen if Joe Burrow is only throwing the ball twenty five times a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, turning the clock turning the clock back for he's us one still time. Still blown by people, man. He's still blown by people. Crazy. Um. But yeah, some honorable mentions here. Uh, Hunter Renfro, who you said you said was a was a quality play this week. Um, you know, Keenan Allen. I'm gonna throw him on yeah. here. It's just, he, yeah. yeah. Football wise, Keenan Allen dominated that game. Like, yeah. f- like dominant, like con- continuing to get first downs, uh, moving the chains, making big plays in the past game. Keenan Allen absolutely balled out. Uh, Chase Claypool, uh, you were you were big on even. I, did, I wanted to detach myself from Big Ben. I was actually, I think I told you on air, I was more willing. If Mason Rudolph is playing, give me Mason Rudolph. <laughs> At <laughs> this point, I don't play. know, man. I don't, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, Chase Claypool had a big day here. Uh, Adam Thielen's going to catch 17 touchdowns, apparently, because uh, <laughs> that's going to happen. Uh, Brandon Ayuk! Love it. Six targets. Just a nice incline up. You you want to see more of the usage next week, but he had top twenty five finish. There you go. Yeah, man, getting in that top twenty five, that was definitely great to see. Uh, MVS in the same game yep, caught a yep. touchdown. So if you took that DFS recommendation, I I didn't, but if you took it, <laughs> he wasn't on the main slate. He wasn't on the main oh, slate. Oh, that's true. That's true. Sunday night. Um, and OBJ, man. OBJ yep. in a Cleveland OBJ. Brown jersey, 90 yards receiving. Uh, saw some, saw the, the tar, saw nine targets in his first game back since 2020. Uh, what were your thoughts there, Greg? Yeah, you, you love it. Definitely the one of the only people Baker's throwing to without Jarvis. That definitely helps bump up his usage a lot. Um, so yeah, he got almost a 30% target share. That's, that's really good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board if Odell's getting a 30% target share. For sure, because yeah, yeah, he's still Odell as talent wise. We got him back. Let's go, baby. <laughs> uh, and then Marquez Callaway decided that fantasy. Oh, he saw. Oh, Josh Allen's playing fantasy. I see Justin Herbert's playing fantasy. I want to play fantasy too. So Marquez <laughs> Callaway shows up to the party a little bit. Any, yep, yep. any thoughts there? Are we are we somewhat excited? Is this like a yeah? I think I probably want to see a little more. Um, but yeah, you you, you want to see a good start. I think he's still. 
definitely a stash and definitely a deeper league option. Um, but I don't think he's a drop candidate. You got to keep him uh, just in case he does blow up. Yeah, and it was interesting to hear Drew Brees talk about it on the broadcast going into Sunday Night Football last night, where he was basically saying, like, this offense doesn't have an identity, right? Like, you know that they want to run the ball with Alvin Kamara, but you you don't have Michael Thomas, you don't have Traquan Smith, you you've got a new quarterback. He's not he he's new to the you know he's new not new not just to the system but to the players around him. It's probably going to take some time before the Saints figure out who they are, uh, and you know. I think Marquez Calloway is just going to be a victim of that. But I think, like you said, he's a, he's a stash. Just continue to stash him because the Saints are going to get better offensively. You have to believe that. Mm. And Marquez Calloway has shown to be a good player in, in limited time. So we'll see about that. Let's get to the Jags, man. Terry McLaurin, uh, not a great week for him. Um, Allen Robinson, like, are you hitting the panic That's button the- on, on Robinson right now? That's just like I guess the whole entire Bears offense is a jag, but I am though Allen Robinson. Yeah, uh, I think twelve PPR points is the highest that he's hit through three weeks. Um, Eleven targets in game one, six targets in game two, four targets in game three, which the four targets still amounted to a twenty-eight percent target share. So, um, is there any concern here for Allen Robinson? Uh, for wide receiver one season, definitely. I mean, he's still getting a very high number of snaps and played 90% of the snaps last yesterday. Um, yeah, I think he's more of a wide receiver. I think I could, I would buy low if on him. I think that would be cool. Um, if the price is right, because he's still on the field, he's still probably going to get the most targets when this bears offense becomes an offense, which I think they will I think they'll recover. Yeah, I think they do have to recover at some point. Yeah. Um, but definitely just, not a one. I think he's more of a, a – he's definitely dropped to that two category. Yeah, I would say so. He's probably in that wide receiver two range maybe. I think he'd be lucky to get to 16 right now. Yeah. 16, 18, I think, is probably where he could end up on the season. Yeah. Uh, some other guys that didn't come through for you, Tyreek Hill. Um, Debo Samuel, even though he had 10 targets. Uh DeAndre Hopkins, who was dealing with an injury. Julio Jones, who had a good matchup. I think he also. I'm more scared about him rather than. Yeah. I mean, Allen Robinson, you weren't expecting. I mean, you're probably expecting about the same level. That's probably where they were going. But yeah, Julio is definitely not. Especially without AJ Brown, you would think he would kind of dominate that game. He didn't. I'm not really surprised. I'm not going to say I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. surprised that in a game without AJ Brown, Julio doesn't take off. Right. What I'm not surprised by is that Julio has not over been overly productive through three weeks. Granted, it's only been three weeks. I'm not going to overreact here. But I didn't think that these two receivers could legitimately coexist in this offense. It's not like we're talking about an offense that is – it's not like the, the Chargers or the Chiefs right, where they're going right. to throw the ball 600 times. Like This team is going to at most throw the ball 500 times. So yeah, only played in 50% of snaps this week too. That's not good. Well, that's the thing for Julio too, right? Julio's always been banged up throughout his career where like, there's so many games where he only plays 50% of the snaps, something like that. Right. So yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, Tyler Lockett ended up dealing with an injury, I think in this one too. Um, so hopefully he's okay. Uh, Cortland Sutton though, had a good matchup here against the Jets. Uh, did not come through. And I don't know. There's something wrong on my show sheet. It says Hollywood on here, but I don't really know who that is. Nah, yeah. Marcus Brown 
did not play well. I know that guy. That no. guy didn't play well. Dropped football, girl football wise. Yeah, yeah. Three. Three. Count them. One, two, three. <laughs> Touchdowns, potentially. It's potentially three. Oh, that that Detroit Lions, yeah, yeah, Ravens game was close for because of him. Like that game was not supposed to be close at all. Yeah, man. That's I was like screaming. I'm like, no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And then the third one, like, no, he didn't. Like, stop. Like, stop. Stop dropping the ball. <laughs> Some oh, of the man. best balls then, Lamar we've been throwing too. Like, bro, the the first one between the double coverage where it's yeah. just and yeah. he's in the back of the end zone and it's just right here, bro. Oh man. Um, and then Rondell Moore just not as involved as he'd been the previous two weeks. Uh, me and you were discussing today, like, what is the game script for Rondell Moore? Like, what is it? I would like to know, please. Yeah, not really sure. Um, it's going to be tough because he's going to be battling with Christian Kirk uh, week, week on and week out for kind of that two role, uh, especially in his high power offense. One of them is going to go off. So, um, it's yeah, it's going to be tough to call. Yeah, I'm probably going to lean to the guy that's playing more snaps consistently, which is Christian Kirk. Right. But uh, Rondell Moore, man, I, I got to see this guy on the field. We got like, how could you not just say, hey, that guy needs to be on the field more? And you yeah. you were willing to trot out Andy Isabella and Larry, you know, love Larry Fitzgerald, Hall of Fame wide receiver, but you were willing to trot out those guys as your number three and number four receiver last year. How come Rondell Moore is not getting some love here, man? Yeah, 34% of the snaps, not good. Not not good at all. All right, man, let's move on to this tight end position. And the number one tight end of the week, Greg, I'm sure you saw this one coming. Tyler Conklin, right? Like, you had him <laughs> in all your lineups, right? Like, nowhere nowhere on waivers because you definitely saw the seven-catch, 70-yard game and a touchdown here coming from Tyler Conklin. Good for 20, 20 PPR points. What were your thoughts, Greg? Oh, yeah, definitely saw this, uh, not, um, but, you know, good to see him play. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. was a popular breakout tight end candidate. Uh, it didn't. He got injured before the season. Uh, he, Tyler Conklin was next in line, so, you know, good little nice argument for him. Kirk Cousins has been rolling, so I think he's definitely a streamable option. Um, he's definitely on the waiver ride report. Yeah, I'm curious to see if this is a function of not having Dalvin Cook in the offense um, because – Dalvin Cook is somebody that sees like a 15, 18% target share in this offense. So those targets have to go somewhere. I mean, Alexander Madison didn't necessarily see them. So I'm curious. Um, We'll see how it goes, but definitely excited to see how this one breaks down. Because if the Minnesota tight end could be relevant, it just adds another tight end to the pool here. Um, the, The tight end two on the week, I don't know what it was between Ryan Tannehill and Brandon Ayuk, Josh Allen, like yeah, Mike right. Gusecki, my all my my guys, they decided that they wanted True. to play football True. again. True. So, True. Uh, Mike Gusecki come in here as the tight end two, twelve targets, ten catches, and eighty six yards. Why they don't throw the ball to this man every week, I don't know. But he's in a contract year, and I'm hoping that he makes a move intra division. You know, I'm just saying, shout out. Um, 18.6 PPR points on a week. Greg, what were your thoughts here from Mike Gusecki? Yeah, beautiful game. All his numbers from week one to now have been trending up as far as targets, receptions, uh, percentage. So you you snap percentage, so you you love that. 
Uh, hopefully, I mean, may, it could be a fact of Jacoby Brissett. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe. Yeah, this is one that is very going to be very tricky, right? Is it a factor of Jacoby Brissett? Is it a factor of the game script? Because in week one, they were playing in a much closer game than either week two or week three. Where week, week two, they were obviously in a completely negative game script. In week three, they were negative game script for most of the game, trying to make a comeback here against the Raiders. So I don't know what it is, but we're going to have to find out. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I love Misa Mike Gusecki, so if this yeah. can be a consistent thing, we got to make this happen. And Travis Kelsey called my shot here. It didn't work, but he finished with the tight end three. Still a great week for Travis Kelsey. 11 targets, seven catches, 104 receiving yards, 17.4 PPR points on the week. What were your thoughts on Travis Kelsey? Love it. Man's automatic top three to top five option every week. This is why you drafted him in the first round. Um, so you, you expect these numbers. Yeah, definitely, man. And this guy, yo, everybody yes. wants to come to the yes. party. It was the open, <laughs> it was opening day George for a lot Kittle. of people. I know. George Mark, Kittle decides Mark he wants Andrews. to be the tight end four. Mark Andrews, your start of the week decides <laughs> yep. he wants to be the tight end five. Yeah, all right. I gotta, I gotta apologize to Tyler Higby. I think. Yeah. I, re- I, yep. I think at this point, I just gotta apologize to the yes, man. Sir. Look, Tyler Higby, I made you my bust, and I'm sorry because you've been, you've been balling. Uh, you had you threw up a dud in week two when I made you start of the week, so I obviously know I'll never do that again. But I will not talk negatively about you when it comes to fantasy football. Although three weeks in a row I've been saying positive things. Yes, so yes, it's true. We will make this a regular occurrence here on the show where John says nice things about Tyler Higby. The tight end five, the tight end seven, Dawson Knox, tight end eight, Logan Thomas, the tight end nine, Pat Fryermuth, the tight end ten, Tommy Tremble, the tight end eleven, Darren Waller, and the tight end twelve will tie with Darren Waller for the tight end eleven, Gerald Everett. Any of these guys, any of these performances stick out to you, Greg? Love Mark Andrews and again Dawson Knox, second straight week uh, performing, uh, especially if Josh Allen's throwing like this, he has room for anybody and everybody. He got. Four positive, like four fantasy players involved, pretty much uh, with Beasley, Diggs, Manuel Sanders, and Dawson Knox. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, yeah, Gerald Everett, I thought played, you know, five catches, 54 yards on five targets. That was pretty good there for for uh, Gerald Everett. So maybe, hopefully, that can be a trend. There's no tight ends worth being an honorable mention because they're tight ends. No. Yeah. But the Jags. Um, I'm tired of talking about this one, and Kyle Pitts, yeah, we got asked what to do about him today. <laughs> Actually, you asked what we should yeah. do about him today. Um, Kyle Pitts, man, what are your thoughts on him? What are your thoughts on the performance through three weeks? Um, yeah, what, if you're a Kyle Pitts manager, are you are you panicking right now? Watching that game, like last drive, they when they needed him, they he came through. Like he got two huge catches on that last drive. Uh, for the Falcons to get the the field goal at the end, um, yeah, I think he's still like almost unguardable. He's playing snaps. He got 84% of the snaps this week, the highest so far. So it's looking like you could make an argument to to hold him and have you know hope and upside. Matt Ryan has been playing that well. I mean that ties into it um, as my you know quarterback bust. But I didn't think he would only be getting three targets. Like this, that was the lowest of so far. It went from eight to six to three. 
Um, I'm still a believer in Kyle Pitts, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in Kyle Pitts for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, he was my breakout tight end. So, and I've yeah. been talking about him being a top four option at the position. So, I'm definitely a believer. But the tight end 15 through three weeks. All right. I'm 13. Thir- yeah, it sounds all right. Until yeah, I know you that he's had 13.9 fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, because being the tight end 15 is kind of bad as far as yeah. scoring wise. Averaging 4.6 PPR points a game. Like, like you would make a profit starting Tyler Higby. Oh, yeah. Over Kyle Pitts. You would make yeah. a profit starting Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. You would make a profit starting Dawson Knox. All these guys that were drafted way lower than Kyle Pitts. So that's that was that's the tough part. You did draft Kyle Pitts in like the fifth, sixth round, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely tough there for Kyle Pitts. I'm not panicking, though. He's playing one of the toughest positions to adjust to in football, although he barely plays it. He's playing out wide in the slot. I think the problem is that they don't utilize him enough. Uh, you know, he when he's getting targets, he's efficient with them. Yeah, he's got where is it? I just had it in front of me. But he's got eleven receptions for 139 yards on 17 targets, um, 8.2 yards per target. You know, Kyle Pitts is a, again, he's a rookie. He's athletic. We've seen the athleticism from him. And I mean, the Giants it seemed were keying on him as well because I I, I mentioned to you there was a play in the red zone. I was watching Kyle Pitts you know, attentively, and he was, he got doubled by the Giants. They they said, we're not going to let Kyle Pitts beat us down here, and and sometimes those things happen, so definitely something to watch. Uh, another Jag, my tight end start of the week, Jared Cook. Um, Noah Fant did not play great. TJ Hawkinson, man, like, come on, bro. We were just talking about paying a bag for you, bro. Like, I know, it's all, it's all good, it's all good, it's all it good. Happens, it, <laughs> yeah, happens, it happens, though. Yeah, it happens, yeah, 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 I'm not worried about that. <laughs> no, it's not, it's, not, it's not all that worrisome. But, Greg, let's jump into some of this injury news. And one of the first pieces of news that comes out, uh, well, obviously, you know, we're going back to Thursday Night Football, Christian McCaffrey, he will, he's dealing with a hamstring injury, will not be placed on IR, so that's great news for him, uh, great news for his health. I mean, Again, it could be a single-game absence. It could not be a single-game absence. We will see. I feel like this happened last year where they were just reluctant to put him on the IR and they just wouldn't do it. Mm. Uh, so it could end up being something that potentially lingers longer than we're thinking, but we'll have to see what happens. Um, A.J. Brown, he left week three's matchup with a hamstring injury. Um, your start of the week, so you're not going to take an L for that here. But there uh is being called week to week here with this hamstring injury. So uh, that could make him, you know, very volatile over these next couple of weeks, even if he does play, depending on, I mean, he was, he was ruled out really quickly of this game. Uh, so definitely have to see what happens there. Uh, and then in, some, in terms of some, some potential season ending injuries here, uh, KJ Hamler wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, he tore his ACL and he will be out for the year. Uh, so that's you know gonna that's gonna have ramifications for Broncos offense that has already down Jerry Judy and now down KJ Hamler. Um, add you know James White to that list. Uh, that hurts, man. That hurts. Yeah, that one that one definitely hurts. Um, yeah. 
probably hurts James White more uh, with the with a hip dislocation, it seems, subluxation. Uh, so it could be, um, you know, it's going to be tricky to find out who fills this role here in the, in the backfield. Um, I, I Everyone's going to go, like, by a depth chart and be like, oh, well, Ramondre Stevenson, or we saw Brandon Bolden getting a lot of action. I know you know somebody that I'm thinking about because I checked your roster in the League of Extraordinary People, and I'm like, J.J. Taylor just sitting on Greg's roster, <laughs> and sure enough, I'm like, I mean, like, you know, Greg just wants to hold the whole backfield here. Yeah, now that's the I mean, it's the Pats' backfield, but you know, yeah, I have the Damian Harris for the, you know, all the carries, and then that James White, but no one could be James White better than James White, so it's like whoever's gonna fill that role is not gonna, I think, be to give the productivity that James White was doing. Yeah, they're not definitely not going to get those get those targets you know get us open james right james white runs a lot of option routes he runs a lot of uh i mean they, they utilize him a lot in the screen game as well and dump offs and he's great in pass pro so jj taylor i think from a dynasty perspective jj taylor has always looked like the J- eventual james white replacement mm-hmm. um but the fact that they brought you know, and you know the patriots right the patriots they will let a player go like early as opposed to letting yep. them go too late. And they brought James White back even after seeing JJ Taylor for a year. So I don't think that they're ready to just hand that role to JJ Taylor yet. Um, but, you know, we'll definitely have to see what happens there. But Greg, let's jump into these waivers, man. And let's talk about the running back position. I think I probably know who the number one guy here is. It has to be Chuba Hubbard, but you know, uh, let's talk about some of these other guys as well at the running back position. If you are out there in need of a running back. Yeah, I mean, after Chuba Hubbard, of course, he's 25 percent rostered. I think we got to go Payne Barber. Um, Payne Barber was 7 percent rostered, uh, especially if we think that, you know, Josh Jacobs going to be out uh, for another long term, not long term, but for a couple weeks. You know, he is definitely an issue that he's been dealing with all year. Uh, he fought through a lot of injuries last year, but, you know, they might want to rest him a bit. But he got high usage in this one, the 23 carries uh, with the, you know, three receptions as well. 111 yards off that one touch, one receiving and one and one rushing touchdown. So Payne Barber played pretty well in that spot start, uh, especially for the Josh Jacobs manager. Payne Barber would be the move. And uh, this is a fringe kind of pickup. Zach Moss is 54 percent rostered. But the the usage and the, the trend is just keep going up with him. Um, so you, you like to see those numbers there. Uh, we you know we thought Devin Singletary was the one after that for week one, but now the the volatility of the backfield is just, just flipping to Zach Moss. What I wonder what Zach Moss did. Like he must have gotten in trouble or something. <laughs> like yeah, you go from a healthy scratch. Yeah. To yeah. all this work, like what did you do, bro? Yeah, yeah. 15 touches, 16 touches, 13 carries, three receptions. Great usage. Don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what about the wide receiver position? Is there anybody there that we should be looking to add? Uh, first, I'm gonna mention the guys that probably should be way over what they are. Cole Beasley's only 53% rostered. That's that's horrible. That's crazy. And uh, Yahoo leagues, this man's averaging 10 targets a game from Josh Allen. Like, go get this man. He needs to be up there and over 70%. Um, after that. Uh, I think also Emmanuel Sanders, he's 26% rostered. Um, but if you need a deeper league guy, uh, I think 
just Josh Allen as a whole, him waking up, just wakes up this whole offense and makes these guys all all relevant in fantasy. Uh, after that, Kendrick Bourne, uh, he's 1% rostered. He's probably more of a, a deeper league option as well, uh, but led the team in targets. Uh, Connor Mac Jones still figuring out who's this number one receiver, um, especially, you know, <clears throat> with Nelson Aguilar being, you know, dinged up, you know, you, you, you need someone's going to have to take the, the role. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had a really nice uh, touchdown in that game, actually. And lastly, probably Hunter Renfro first before Kendrick Bourne. Hunter Renfro, uh, only 11% rostered. Just a safe PPR floor. I think he's a wide receiver three in PPR leagues uh, that you can start every week. Nice stuff, man. Um, what about the let's go quarterback here. What about the quarterback position? Is there anybody we're looking to, to pick up ahead of maybe some stream some streaming options this week? Yeah, Sammy Dimes, man. Sammy Dimes versus first of all, he's got Dallas this week. He's twenty two percent rostered. Uh, got a good matchup, solid matchup, and just in general, I think he's kind of above that streamable level. I think he's, uh, you know, 12 QB league. He's, I mean, yeah, 12 team league. He, he could be started in all formats. You already know he's a popular in, in two quarterbacks leagues, but Sam Darnold has definitely upside uh, throughout the year in, in a better offense and a better situation with Joe Brady. It's, it's looking very good for him right now. Yeah. Quarterback 11 through three weeks here. I mean, we still have uh, Jalen Hurts hasn't played. Jalen Hurts will definitely catch him. Dak is, where is Dak Prescott? Oh, Dak Prescott's the quarterback. Oh. Wow. Um, yeah, so, you know, we'll definitely have to see, you know, what happens here. But Sam Darnold is a QB1 right now. Um, yeah. Has had a uh, relatively – it's been it's been okay. I mean, he's played the Jets. He's played yeah, Houston. Yeah, the opponents have been that, um, hasn't been that strong. You're right. But, you, you know, you just – you play the schedule that you're given. But I think that the matchup here against Dallas still has two games against Atlanta. True. And so, speaking of the other quarterback, Taylor Heineke plays Atlanta, only 6% roster. That's stream of the week value right there. I think so. So you definitely, if you need some quarterback help, Taylor Heineke's that guy. Yeah, man. Uh, is there any, anybody else? It was Derek. What's Derek Carr's like? Because I feel like Derek Carr is still probably not getting worse. Him and, him and Kirk really? Cousins I think, aren't getting that respect, man. Kirk Cousins, I think, is getting that respect. Uh, Derek Carr might not be getting that respect. I can check that, though, right now. Derek Carr is uh, Derek Carr is fifty three percent rostered. Okay, so, so he's, he's on the fringe. He's, he's the fringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kirk, Captain Kirk, uh, seventy two percent rostered. So yeah, Kirk is okay. up there. Yeah, Kirk's up there. Yeah. Actually, I feel like I know that I knew that because I was trying to make Kirk a stream of the week and then I couldn't because he was ineligible and I was shocked by that. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about tight end, man? It's I know it's probably rough out there, but what do we got? Yeah, it's rough, but um, I think for people that have potential down the line, Turk Kirk, talking Kirk Cousins, he's tied to Taylor Conklin, uh, 4% rostered in leagues. I think he does have some, he's going to give you some tight end one weeks, especially in shootouts that Minnesota has in, in, in good matchups. So I think he's a solid tight end too. Uh, Dawson Knox mentioned him second straight week. He's 10% rostered. Another fantasy asset that blows up when Josh Allen does. I think he's also in that tight end two range. Uh, that can get some tight in one weeks. And then Pat Furmurf, uh, third straight week, his trend is just going up as far as his usage, his um, you know, his his work. He got a touchdown this week. He's only eight percent rostered. Uh unfortunately out, out of those three he's probably last because again he's tied to Big Ben right now. Uh and rookie tight end, so that's tough to, to really sell on. Um but yeah, if you're if you're a desperation mode, you, you have you could add Pat Furmurf. 
Yeah, man, I definitely like that. Another one I'm going to throw out there real deep, real deep, real deep. But this is a reaction to some news. Um, Dan Arnold was traded today from the Carolina oh. Panthers to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay. Did not know that was a sneaky trade. That went under the radar for sure. Yeah, it was it was Dan Arnold. That actually Dan Arnold is not even the major piece in the trade. It's cr- oh. pretty crazy. And you'll like this one because it relates to one of your dynasty players. Dan Arnold and a third round pick were sent to Jacksonville for cornerback C.J. Henderson. Oh, the C.J. Henderson trade happened. Yes, ends up going to Carolina to replace. Also affects your dynasty team. J.C. Horn. Yes. Who broke his foot? <laughs> yes. So, um. That with that trade happening, I think you get, I think Dan Arnold becomes tight end. I think he becomes relevant in a Jacksonville offense that throws the ball to the tight end. Yep. Uh, Dan Arnold has been a good, I mean, he's been a productive fantasy player um, through the years. And so I think that that is some value there for Jacksonville. And I think we also get some value with the person that potentially replaces Dan Arnold in Carolina. I mean, people might look to Ian Thomas. I got my eye on Tommy Tremble, uh, okay. the rookie tight end. Okay. Had a rushing touchdown in the game. Also had a one reception, which he gained 30 yards on. So um, he seemed to be pl- getting more playing time. This dude, you talk about athletes. Like, this dude is an athlete. Um, he is reminiscent. And this, this, I'm not the first person to throw this comp out there. It's been thrown out there a lot. Um, and don't hear what I'm not saying. He's not this this version of this next player, but his career, how it happened in college, is reminiscent of George Kittle, where you have an athlete who, because this guy is rocked up, he's like 6'2", 6'3", like 240, 250 pounds, ran a 4'5". He was a better blocker. in He was known for being a blocker than he was a receiver at Notre Dame, which to me, that always translates well to getting on the field as a rookie because the, as a tight end, you got to be able to block. Otherwise, you're not going to get on the field. Tommy Tremble, that was his strength at the University of Notre Dame. So I think this kind of opens up a, a window here for him to get into this offense. So just throwing it out there. Maybe we'll see what happens. That's for your deeper leagues, tight end premium, two tight end leagues, uh, dynasty if he's out there. Uh, Tommy Tremble is a guy that I'm interested in. Um, yeah, any, anything else there, Greg? Um, no, yeah, those, those are the mentions I think of the week for for waivers. Um, yeah, not too many too many crazy people like our must must gets. Chuba Hub is definitely the the must get. You're spending probably a lot, especially if you're a McCaffrey owner. You're probably spending that budget. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to spend some money there. Um, all right, Greg. So if we had to, I mean, I know we did the draft week one. I don't. I don't, mm-hmm. It's gonna be. I think it's, it might be a little bit tougher here with with uh you know some of the availability of these guys not knowing where they are. But if you had to put a number on Chuba Hubbard, like is he fifty percent of your fabs, eighty percent of your fab, twenty five percent of your fab? Like where are you going with Chuba Hubbard? Is he the number one waiver priority ad? Like if you have the number one waiver, are you using it to get Chuba Hubbard on your team? So right now we're looking at. Three weeks for CMC, um, potentially. If I'm the CMC owner, I think I'm going up to 70 to 80% probably my budget. Uh, if I'm not, I wouldn't break my bank for it because I probably know that CMC owner is going to break his bank. Um, 
So if I'm not, I'm probably, I'll, I'll put up the money. I'll probably put 40, 40%, 40, 50%. Yeah, it would really depend where I'm at. If I need, if I really, really need this running back help, like I got nothing. Yeah. And I just need something to keep me afloat. Um, yeah. Yeah, I might, I might go ahead and spend that bread, man. I really might, uh, you know. Just three weeks to be three. That's three wins right there, possibly. I yeah. mean, think about if you were the guy that picked or the the manager that picked up Mike Davis last year. Yeah. Right. Like nobody yeah. knew how long cmc was going to be out when it happened and we heard oh it'd be like a couple weeks and then it just kept getting extended yep. um and you got mike davis for super cheap and you know what the you know what the volume is going to be like in this offense here so definitely something that i would be i would look to spend at least i think 50 percent of my budget there on chuba hubbard uh if i really needed a running back if you're just looking for depth and obviously, like even you know, if you're set at running back, you really just need receivers. I'll I'll, th- I'll still throw out a bid because you, you yeah. could just be a trade chip at that point. You never yep. know what happens. Maybe your league mates forget, yep. and you or they're con- super conservative on it, and you end up getting him for like 20, 25 percent of your budget. Just still throwing a bid. Um, but and what about the next guy? Who's the next guy? You like you're like I really got to get this guy on my team this week, uh, or you know for the rest of the season. Mm, I I'm gonna take out the 50 percent guys. So that be Kirk, Cole Beasley, and Zach Moss. Those are the fringe guys. I guess someone really under 50 percent would be, yeah, I guess Sam Darnold. I mean, that's probably the next person, especially if I needed some quarterback help. If uh, you know, if I was the the two manager, especially in, in two quarterback leagues, um, yeah, I think I will I will go get Sam. Sam Darnold for sure. Uh, depending on the availability of Josh Jacobs, um, Peyton Barber, but I think Josh Jacobs was is not, not as serious as a CMC injury. So I'm curious though, like what do you do with Zach Moss? Because I see you, you know, we kind of skip over him a little bit. Um, is he on the fringe or is he? He's 54% roster. 54% roster. So I, yeah. All right. So let's say Zach Moss is sitting there, Chuba Hubbard sitting there. Ooh. Ooh. Which one of these guys are you going after? Uh, I think I'm, I want these possible wins now from a, a starting running back, so I'm gonna take Chuba, Chuba up it. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably gonna still go gonna Chuba take Chuba. Chuba. Yep, um, getting possibly three great, great weeks. Uh, versus you know, still the volatility of Zach Moss is still there with Josh Allen and the Bills running back situation. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the key there for me is that volatility is still gonna be there. Devin Singletary still exists. Yeah. So yeah. uh, you know, I don't think that. I think that we'll be looking at a situation here where it could fluctuate week to week. So I definitely right. am going to want to have at least like I know I'm going to get this volume for X amount of time. Uh, another guy, if Cordero Patterson is still out there and you're oh league, yeah, so please go get somehow, him. Just go get him. Yeah, this I, man is killing the he, Giants yesterday. Bro, he looks like literally eye test watching like he looks better like a better running back than Mike Davis. Yeah. The better player, just in general, like you, know, you could use him in more plays, more packages. Like, why wouldn't you want that? Like, just put him on the field more. You know, it only took like how long has Cordero Patterson been in the league? Like twelve <laughs> years. But it only took twelve years to get what I wanted, which is to watch Cordero Patterson be a full time running back. And we finally get it. So um, yeah, he still gets to keep his wide receiver tag. That's dope. Which is dope. 
Uh, all right. I think that's I think that's all we got here, man. Uh, week three it was it was it was tough for me, but hopefully it was good for y'all. Hopefully it was good for everybody out there. Um, but don't remember or just remember, you're not out of it yet. So whatever your record may be, you're not out of it. You didn't win the chip yet. You still got 14 more weeks to go. So make sure you're checking to see who's getting dropped in your leagues, right? Mm-hmm. On waivers, look at the report, see who's getting dropped, so you you could go ahead and put in a bid to get somebody the second time around, right? So just be mindful of that. Um, but until next time, y'all, we will talk to y'all for the Thursday night preview as we preview the Jacksonville Jags taking on the Cincinnati Bengals battle of two number one, the last two number one picks. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. That's going to be a good game to talk about, good game to break down. True. So True. make sure you, make sure you come back with us. Make sure you're rocking with us, vibing with us to, to listen to that breakdown, catch these Thursday night previews, and our streams of the week. So obviously, if you're listening to this, we appreciate you. If you're watching it, we appreciate you. Make sure you hit subscribe on both platforms. And until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Yeah.